This is Will Baker, president of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. Welcome to our continuing podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving the Chesapeake Bay. Today I'm on CBF's Port Isabel Island in the middle of the Chesapeake Bay, right over the Maryland-Virginia line in Virginia, directly adjacent to Tangier Island, one of the two large inhabited islands in the Chesapeake. And I have the great pleasure of talking with one of the future stars of the Chesapeake Bay, and I hope the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, I expect it, Isaiah McCready, 16 years old, Tangierman. Welcome, Isaiah. Thank you very much. I'm very glad to be here. So, Isaiah, you have become a true leader in your community, in your school, uh, with the uh, other members of your age group. You've been uh, helping the Chesapeake Bay Foundation working here at Port Isabel Island, where we run educational field trips. And you spent the summer uh, being a mate for Captain Lonnie Moore, one of the legendary captains on the bay, and a fellow who worked for the Chesapeake Bay Foundation for many years. What did you and Lonnie Moore do every day? Well, every day before work. Starting when? At around 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> he would make sure to tell us whether the weather is hot or whether the weather is cold, we're going to weather the weather, no matter the weather, whether we like it or not. <laughs> and did you go through a lot of different weathers? <laughs> yes, we did. So t tell us what it was like growing up on Tangier, what it is like, and then uh, talk a little bit about working with Lonnie, and then we'll, we'll talk about some other things. Well, growing up on Tangier, I honestly couldn't have asked for a better place to grow up. I love Tangier. I love being able to go out in my skiff and ride around in the Chesapeake Bay, and when I was littler, I'd go shoving through the ditches and little skiffs, and growing up on Tangier has just been amazing, and I'm very glad I was able to do it. You're in 11th grade. Yes. And the school on Tangier is probably unique among very few in the country. Yeah. Tell a little bit about your school. Well, we are a combined school, so we have K through 12 all in one building, and we have approximately about 70 students and maybe 17 faculty members. 70 students from K through 12. Senior uh, class, I think, is six or seven students this year? It's seven, yes. Seven students. How many in your 11th grade class? Seven. Yeah. And you um, have plans after you graduate at the end of... Your senior year, next yes. year? What What are you thinking about? Uh, going into the Marine Corps. You are. And then come back here? I would definitely plan to do it. Will you be coming back here to work for the Chesapeake Bay Foundation yes. if we're lucky enough to have you? Yes, I have honestly been considering. That would be terrific. What have you done uh, with CBF uh, so far? Well, I'm on the maintenance crew of Port Isabel and pretty much... I come here just about every day after school and ask Sam whatever he needs me to do, and I do whatever he tells me to. Very good. And that's uh, when do you get out of school in the day? Around 3.30. Yeah. So you come over for a couple hours before dinner. Yeah. So this past summer, 
uh, was that your first year of working full-time on the water, or have you been doing that for many years in the past? I have been working on the water full-time in the past, but not crab potting. I was crab scraping. You were scraping? Yes. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about the different ways of catching crabs. Well, what I've done previously, which was crab scraping, is kind of just like with a big metal dredge, just scraping across the bottom and just picking up crabs, mostly looking for peeler crabs and soft crabs. Peeler crabs are crabs that are? That are just about to turn into a soft crab. So they shed their shell as they grow larger. The shell doesn't grow, so they have to shed their shell every so often and then grow into the new larger shell. Yes. And the peeler crabs are... For the soft crab market, soft crabs are one of the great, great ways to eat crabs. I yeah. They're my favorite. Yeah, they're mine as well. And so you worked um, uh, uh, scraping for, for crabs. Yes. And then this past summer working with Lonnie. Yes. Crab potting. Now talk about crab potting. Crab potting is waking up really early <laughs> and starting work at about... Around 5 in the morning is when we get out to our pots. And we pretty much just fish the pots, shake the pots out, and just bait them up and throw them back overboard. Was it a good season? It was decent. It wasn't It wasn't terrible, and it wasn't, you know, astounding. It was just in the middle. Now, I, I've been around the bay for 40 years. I've never heard a waterman say it was a great season, no matter how good it was. But you got to admit, this summer was better than the last couple of years. Oh yes, yeah, definitely. So how many? What? How many bushels were you catching a day? We were catching anywhere from twenty to thirty. And what time of day did you get in? If you started at five in the morning? Oh, we usually get in around. 11, yeah. 11-ish. Yeah. 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 And then do you take them into Crisfield? No, well, we uh, drop them off. Here on Tangier. Yeah. And then yeah. they take them into Crisfield as a, in, a, in a one big boat yes. once a day. Yep. Yep. Tangier Island. Small island, about 500 people here now, maybe a little less. Mm-hmm. What's, what's it been like growing up in a community like this? Uh, it's got to be some great parts about it and maybe some difficult parts talk a little bit about what it's been like well i'll start with the great parts um everyone is your family there's not i do not believe there's one person on tangier that doesn't love everyone and we're all just a big family we have our ups and downs of course just like any other family but overall it's pretty great knowing everyone but on the other hand (laughs) you know everyone (laughs) so if you do anything wrong or you know that's pretty much it if you do anything wrong everyone knows about it within probably a day or so everyone stop you on the road can't get away with anything is that what you're saying pretty much pretty much you've been um doing volunteer work with the a fire yes. squad, which on Tangier is a multi-dimensional job. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I'll start off with it's a 
great bunch of people. I love those as well. They are my family, just like on Tangier. And it's just pretty much we all carry around pagers. So anytime there's an emergency, the pagers go off and we all meet to the uh, firehouse and then load up into the ambulance or the fire truck, whatever vehicles we need, and go to the scene. And I, I love the fire department. Like, that was probably one of the best decisions I've made in my life, joining the fire department. Because I've only been a member for about seven months now, but it's been a really fun seven months. And what sort of um, emergencies do you respond to? Well, it can go from anywhere from just minor abdominal pains and chest pains to death. And we'll just go pick up the body and take it to the boat where the boat ferries the body along with some fire department members to Chrisfield and we drop it off. Medical emergencies, I imagine sometimes helicopter has to come in and yeah. pick up a patient, yeah, take more, them to the mainland. More often than not, the helicopter comes in. So your job is going with either in the ambulance or in the fire engine to a location. Yes. Judging, uh, assessing what is the issue and then working and acting on it. Yeah. That's got to be great training. Oh, yeah. How'd you learn to do this? On the Pre job? Pretty much. Yeah, it was on the job, but my first couple emergency calls, I didn't really participate. I just watched right. and let everyone show me how to do everything. And then within a few calls, I was just right in the loop. So that's usually, that's how I learned how to do it. I just stepped aside and my brother really watched out for me. He was on the fire department for two or three years now. And he really mentored me and showed me everything and how to do anything that I was going to need to do. What's your favorite subject in school? Lunch. <laughs> um, I really like English and history. Chesapeake Bay. It's your backyard. Yeah. It's it's you you probably I mean it's as familiar to you as many people's neighborhood is just walking down the street. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about what the bay has meant to you and growing up so uh, close to the water in every respect. Well, it's really meant a lot because I've been on the bay probably 60% of my life on Tangier. And it's just been everything to me. It gives, you know, it's a great place to go if you're having troubles. Just take a ride out on the bay and just enjoy it. And I love going fishing and just... The, the bay has pretty much been my foundation on Tangier. Now, you're 16, so you, you don't have a history of looking back decades, but what sort of changes have you seen in your lifetime? It's... On Tangier, the changes that I've seen is we're going away pretty fast. And when you say going away, how do you mean? Uh, the land is just eroding away. Terrific erosion, terrible yes. erosion. So literally, the land of the island, and there have been islands in the Chesapeake Bay that have been inhabited in the past, which are, are simply no more. 
Yeah. You think Tangier will be here in another hundred years? You think we'll be able to do anything to stop it? If we get a seawall, it will help considerably. But all I can do now is just pray that we do get one. And that's there's been a lot of effort to get federal government assistance to build the seawall yes. on the west side, which is where your erosion is coming the hardest. Yes. What about um, the water? Uh, how has, has it looked different over the years? What about the fishing? What about the underwater grasses? Do you see any difference from year to year? The fishing, really, it, I guess that's year by year. It's just some years are better than others, and some aren't really doing so good, and then you'll go the next year and have a terrific outcome of fish. Mm-hmm. And the grasses... They there's a lot of red moss now that mm. didn't always it wasn't always here but from the past couple of years it's really been showing up red moss yeah now that's something I've got to learn about I haven't heard about that is it on the plants on the underwater grasses or it's, is it separate it's separate hmm. it's just floating above all the grass and it's a really big nuisance for uh, crab scrapers because. You know, they'll be pulling up the scrape, and it'll be ten times heavier just because of all the moss inside of it. And crab pots, red moss will get all inside the crab pots. Extra work for me because I have to shake it all out. Right. It's uh, it's probably a free-floating uh, algae. Yeah. Or, yeah mm-hmm. um, how about water clarity? What was the water clarity like this summer? It wasn't very clear. Wasn't? No. Because of storms or... I guess I really don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very interesting because in different parts of the bay over the summer, we've had some areas that have been as clear as we've ever remembered them and some that haven't. And that's how this dynamic system can be so different from one place to another. So Isaiah, I, I've been on the water many times with Lonnie Moore. He's one of the best captains I've ever been on the water with. And I've been on the water with him in some rough uh, seas. Did did you all ever get into any storms? Any? Yeah, earlier. Any this, blows? Yeah, earlier this summer, we actually got kind of trapped in some really gale forced winds and hard rain. Just we actually had to quit crab potting. We couldn't leave because we were right in the middle of the row. So we went inside because you know whether the weather is hot or whether the weather is cold. <laughs> uh, so we just went inside the cabin and just waited it out for about 30 minutes. What what part of the bay? Where were you? We were around Nandua Creek and around in Ancock. Right, right. So over on the eastern shore side. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I remember once uh, going into a strong nor'easter uh, back to Crisfield, with Lonnie and waves were coming over the bow and hitting those big front windows. I said, Lonnie, don't you worry someday those might just, you know, stove in, be stove in by a wave. He looked at me, he said, I worry about it all the time. (laughs) Didn't make me feel any better. (laughs) All right, let's see, what else before we sign off here? Isaiah, what uh, what are some of your friends going to do after they get out of school? What do you think most Tangierman of your age will be doing? Well, probably a lot of them will be going to college mm-hmm. 
to pursue their different careers. I don't think there's many the same. Like I have one, one of my friends want to go into uh, radiology, and you know you have some others that want to be vets and nurses and doctors and and most of the people who's left hand year wanting to pursue those type of careers have succeeded and really became great and amazing people. Do you think you'll come back to Tangier? It's hard to tell at this Def- point in your life. Definitely to visit, no doubt in my mind. I don't think I'll be living on Tangier. And the population has been declining. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. It's mostly whenever people graduate high school, they leave and when I s- they never come back. But when I say never come back, I don't mean like they come to visit, but, but they don't. Live, they yeah. don't come back to live. Yeah. No. Well, Isaiah McCready, we are so grateful for what you've done to help us. We're grateful for your leadership among your peers and among all of your community friends and family, as you say. And we're going to have a chance to uh, visit with a lot of them in an hour or so. We're here on Port Isabel Island CBF's Education Center for a pig roast. And the entire community is invited over. We'll probably have several hundred Tangier men and women and children. We're going to have a youth boat docking contest, Mm -hmm. which I understand you're absolutely determined to win. Oh, yeah, definitely. What, are you going to be running your boat? Yeah, All right, I'll be cheering for you. All right, thank you. Well, Isaiah, thanks so much. This is Will Baker, president of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, signing off on our podcast series, Turning the Tide, Saving Chesapeake Bay. And you can follow us on our website, cbf.org.